morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Happy Up Day. It is the, I don't know, the third best day of the week, maybe the fourth best day of the week, because let's face it, right? Saturday, at least that's how my rankings go. Saturday's the best day. I know a lot of people say it's Friday, but you got to work Friday. So Saturday's number one. Friday's number two. And then, you know, Sunday is great, but the problem with Sunday is the whole day you're thinking, man, i got to go back to work on Monday. And then, of course, Wednesday, which is, hey, we're halfway there. We're almost getting there. Happy Hump Day. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And I'm going to talk all about that for right now. So, we have all of the prices back online. If you're having trouble, you know, last week uh, we had to do update the website, which we've done. Some people are still having some trouble. So, there's one of two things that are happening. For those of you that are getting an error message. In other words, you're going out there and you're getting an error. You need to clear out your cache or delete your browser history. And then go, once you do that, go back into your search engine, Google, let's just say Google, but whatever your search engine is, and just type in Patriot Trading Group or All American Gold and click on it. And it'll take you out to the site. Some of you are going out, are getting out to the site, but it's taking you right to the blog. So if you're if you're trying to log on and you're going out and you're seeing the blog and it's got the hundred dollar bills and the bird's nest and it's the blog about uh, home storage IRAs, but you're not seeing the prices, right? You're not seeing the price of gold or silver. If you're not getting any other news right you're not seeing all the news of the day in the upper left so you're out at the block site in the upper left corner you'll see uh home and about us and the shopping carts up there the metals playing all that just click the home button when you click the home button you'll see the main page save that one and you'll be good to go so i think we've got it boiled down to one of those uh, two problems, uh, and, and once you click the home button, boom, you'll see the prices are back. Uh, and I that was my error, and I apologize that prices are back up. But there's uh, all the news that we've had before, plus so much more, all out there at allamericangold.com. I will I will relay this message again for the next couple of days, uh, just in case uh, some of you out there I know are having a hard time. And I apologize. I do. It, it, it stinks. Right? And I wish we didn't have to do it, but it's just the way the world is. Of course, yesterday the ransomware was attacking all of these computers. And, and today what they're saying is, this is what they're saying, is if you had bootlegged software, in other words, you didn't pay for Windows, or... If you not are, are not up on an updated version, 
of windows, you are going to be affected. And so one of the reasons, you know, we talked about it the other day, hey, every, you know, every once in a while you got to update because you got to stay with the latest and the greatest. And, and uh, I did see somebody said, so yesterday I didn't know, if, I didn't see anywhere where they were charging money. So what they were doing, they were charging $300 per computer. So if you wanted to get your computer back, you had to send them $300 worth of Bitcoin. Uh, apparently, and I don't know how they know this, but they said the hackers got 3.7 Bitcoins. That was all they got. Uh, I don't know how they would know that. If they actually did know that, you would think they'd be able to go to the account and track it down, but I, I don't know. It's just another reason why I think uh, Bitcoin is probably not going to last only because, right, the governments and the, these big companies are going to be like, hey, we can't pay all this ransom all the time. Uh, but that's what they're saying. I don't know. Listen, I'm not a computer expert. I have no idea. I don't know if it's just a, a Windows thing, and maybe that's the reason why everyone should buy an Apple. I don't know. But that's how the article made it appear to be. And remember, just because you read it on the Internet doesn't mean it's true. But uh, nonetheless, that is how you're going to find us. So as of this morning, the prices are up, the blog is up, all the articles that we've always done are up, our links to Facebook, our links to Twitter, our links to the podcast, it's all up, the shopping cart is up, the medals plan is up, it's all there. So if you're not getting that, You're either going out to straight out the, the the search engine taking you right to the blog. In that case, just go to the upper left corner, click the home page. Or if you're not, not getting it at all, you're not, it's like the website doesn't exist, clear the cache, delete the file, whatever you want to call it. Go to the search engine, click on it, it'll send you out there. Patriot Radio News Hour. Now that we got that covered, we got a great show lined up for you. Don't touch that dot. How you doing? Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J and all of you. Oh, what a great, it's crazy time. So I was actually talking, I know a lot of you asked, Eric's doing great. Anybody, I know people call and ask, he, he's doing great. He's trying, he's keeping busy. He's been uh, shuttling cars all over the, all over the, the country and uh, trying to enjoy his retirement. But we are talking about the what's happening in the markets. And and we are just sharing stories. And, and, and you know, here yesterday's show, uh, by the way, the, and I, and I confirmed it with Eric. I'm like, you know, because I've never seen a market like this. And Eric said something to me, and I wanted to pass it along. He goes, Something about the first term of these Republican presidents, right? And he talked about when the first year of George Bush, the the younger Bush, Junior W. And it, it was two thousand and one, and he said that that was the premiums I'm seeing today are now right there. They've taken out that level. He goes, this is it. You're at the rock-dead bottom. 
And he goes, the same thing happened there, and then gold took off like a rocket ship. But yesterday, we were running $20 Liberties and $20 St. Gaudens. And and we are running 1 through 19 at 1265, 20 to 49 at 1260, 50 or more at $1,250. Spot today, gold's up today. Uh, spot's at 1250 So you're going to pay anywhere between $15 and no dollars over spot because I'm going to keep running them. We still have product. I'm going to run until they're gone because I've never been able to buy gold this inexpensively. And and I talked to Eric, and the, you know he started this whole business back in 1996. He he's been in the the industry before he went out on his own. He's been in the industry most of his life. So so this is it. This is the 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 sweet spot if you're looking to uh, get into these gold markets or add to your positions. Uh, $20 Liberties or Saints, you can mix them, you can match them, you can do whatever you like with them. Uh, 1 through 19 at 12.65, which is $15 over. That's like stealing, right? $15 over spot. Uh, if you buy 20 to 49, $10 over spot, 50 or more right at spot at 800 951 Yesterday I told you that... Janet Yellen, she was the last. We had heard her from all these Fed governors and all that stuff. And Janet Yellen, she was the last one. And she was out, and she was, I want to say she was in England. And she was uh, at some, I don't know, conference. The Speaking during an exchange in London with the British Academy president, Lord Nicholas Sturm. And the chairwoman, you know, and this is great. you got to love these people. You do. Their inability to, to see anything, especially the stuff that's right in front of their face, it's incredible. But she said that the banks are very much stronger. Yes, see, just ask me. They're absolutely stronger because we, we made them stronger. We didn't make them stronger by breaking them up to not to pose systemic risk. No, we didn't do that. We didn't make them stronger by making them and forcing them to keep more capital set aside. They didn't. Well, I guess they did a little bit, but that really not. Right? Don't be fooled. They adding a, a couple, you know, of an, another penny on the dollar really isn't going to have that big of an effect. You know, their big making these banks stronger had to do with the types of debt, the tiers of debt. <laughs> right? Right? Then there's, you know, tier one and tier two and tier three. And, and of course, they get to decide which is which. And tier one's supposed to be the super safe stuff. And then there's tier two, which is, eh, you know, so it's risky, but it's not that risky. And then tier three, that's the, that's the junk. Right? That's Illinois. Right, that's Puerto Rico. Right, that's where that stuff goes. That's Sears. And according to Janet, you know, we've just done such a better job of this. Right, like you almost have to. You have to believe that that somehow they missed it before. 
You know, they had all of these same tiers of debt before, before the crisis. Right? But somehow, well, we've reshuffled it. You know, we reshuffled it, and therefore it's better now. Uh, it, it really is. It's amazing. The, the arrogance and, and really the lack of accountability, it's startling. And you can actually tell, you know, the Dow was down. Dow lost 100 points yesterday. Gold didn't do anything. Right? Gold's up. Kind of telling you what, that the whole world's kind of like, come on. Right? Yeah, okay, we're going to pretend, but we really, we, we don't even believe what you're smoking. Last week, the banks passed the stress test given to them by the Federal Reserve. I mean, isn't that nice? Why don't we just ask the wolf? How secure the hen house is. <laughs> oh yeah, it's real secure. Yep, I just I just ran a stress test on it, and yeah, none of these chickens are gonna die. <laughs> I guess the the banks in Italy and in Spain that have been closed in the last two weeks, I guess they uh, they weren't on that list, and they passed the the first round of the stress test anyway to see how they would perform under adverse conditions. Again, conditions made up by the Federal Reserve. Like a 10% unemployment rate and and turbulence in commercial real estate and corporate debt. You're starting to think, well, wow, that sounds like like the last go-round. I think the public can see the capital positions of the major banks are very much stronger this year, the chairwoman said. See, they're, they're, they're so much better. All firms pass the quantitative parts of the stress test. Really? Obviously, that test doesn't, isn't worth the paper it's printed on. You're t- everyone passed? Right, well, you know what? They have a class. <laughs> they have a class at my son's school that they take, and everyone miraculously passes. Right, you know uh, what? What? Uh, what? What? what oh, I got PE. Well, I don't know. I don't think Eric passed PE, so maybe that's not true. But you know, you know the class: home economics, uh, what a basket weaving. Right, some of these. Remember those. The, the schools, the, the colleges, and the classes some of the uh, athletes were taking, basket weaving and, and uh, Pilates and stuff like that, guitar. That's kind of what the, the Federal Reserve handed out. She also made a bold prediction. And this one was the one I, I – she did it with a straight face. And, you know, you can tell she, she believes it. Another financial crisis, the likes of the one that exploded in 2008, was not likely, and she went on to say, in our lifetime. Yes. Oh. Thank you, Janet. Oh, my. We are now all saved because of you. Now, the funny thing is, is her and, and her buddy Ben and Alan before her. you got to remember now, Janet Yellen has literally grown up in the Federal Reserve, right? She was the illustrious leader of the San Francisco Federal Reserve.
Federal Reserve during the crash. When you think about the the markets that were in there, uh, Vegas, Phoenix, all the California markets, right? All of the huge bust markets, probably the, the leaders of the bust, were under her direct jurisdiction. And she would have told you the exact same thing then. Oh, no, it's a, there's no problem here. I mean, we got a subprime problem, but, you know, that's it's contained. So she came out and said that, nope, we're, we're so much better now than we were then, and no one really believed her. Just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. There you go. And I am sure she does. I am sure that she has all of her wonderful economic models, right? They gave them this test that everybody passes. So we already know, right, they're not really testing, right? They're they're playing the game and they're going along because they want you to believe that they've done something. Really, the one thing that they really have done is robbed us. I mean, that's what they've done. I mean, think about it. Pending home sales came out today, and this is the thing. We're starting to see this horrible convergence when we start looking at all of these data points. And they said that home sales, pending home sales, okay, this means somebody signed a contract, right? And, and you like that, right? All of us like that because that's actual it was, it, they fell unexpectedly. I don't know by whom, because if you listen here, I've been telling you they're falling. And the reason is simple, no one can afford them. For the third consecutive month in a row, mirroring what Fannie Mae said yesterday, the index fell by eight-tenths of a percent, and it was actually much worse than that, but they revised uh, the April number much lower as well. And it was still below even the revised lower number. Pending home sales is one in which a contract was signed, but the house hasn't closed yet. And, of course, this normally it takes, you know, this is every, you know, if you you sign a contract in May, the likelihood is what? You're going to close in June. And maybe if it was the end of May, you may go into that first week of July. So this is the the precursor to where sales are heading. Monthly closings have fallen for the third straight consecutive month, and it implies that sales are possibly topping off. They said buyer interest is solid, but there's just not enough supply to satisfy the demand. And really what they mean to say here I promise you, there are plenty of homes on the market for six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand. There's plenty of them for a million, one point five million. There's plenty of them for sale for three to five to ten million dollars. Plenty. You know what's not for sale? Is homes that people can actually afford. That's what's not there. Why is it not there? And the answer really is very, very simple. 
Nobody can make any money selling people those homes. Right? I mean, the people that are in those homes are either renting them already, or they're like, well, I can't sell this home. Because the home I'd want to move into, I, I can't afford that. <laughs> the new home guys, they don't want to build those homes. Right? They don't want to build a hundred and fifty. I don't even know if they can build a $150,000 new home anymore. I don't think they can. You're hard-pressed to build a condo for that. But they don't want to build that because those people are going to default anyway, most likely. Patriot Radio News Hour. They've got it all fixed, though. Just ask them. They'll tell you. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The gross misuse of our H-1B visa program is now extending into even the most all-American industries, and it's hurting American workers, wages, and families every step of the way. Walt Disney World replaced information technology American workers with foreign ones. To add insult to injury, many of the laid-off American workers were even told to train their foreign replacements. If you have a son or grandson who dreams of playing Major League Baseball, his chances are far less today because foreign players are hired instead. More than 25% of the high-paying baseball jobs go to foreigners under P-1 visas, not subject to the H-1B visa caps. Despite how Japan sharply limits the number of foreign players it allows to play in its major league. Manufacturer and software developer Snap-on Incorporated, located in Kenosha, Wisconsin, welcomed President Trump in April as he signed his new Buy American, Hire American executive order to promote the essential nature of American manufacturing to our nation's future. Essential indeed. Without renewed growth in good manufacturing and technology jobs, America will continue to decline economically, with middle-class men and their families hit the hardest. Trump's directive will require reforms of the H-1B visa program to limit the bypassing of skilled American workers. President Trump also ordered the Secretary of Commerce to review provisions in the harmful free trade agreements to close loopholes on this issue. Corporations prefer foreign workers because they become like the indentured servants of colonial America, who were unable to leave their master for seven years under threat of being shipped back to where they came from. H-1B visas tie the workers to the companies that brought them into our country, which reduces competition and harms the free market. Donald Trump was the first Republican presidential candidate to win Wisconsin in more than 30 years as part of his historic sweep of the Rust Belt states. American workers have been waiting a long time for someone who fights for them. The Badger State is the perfect place to begin reducing the flow of American jobs to foreign workers. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. man. 
He came from the school where you didn't eat nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards. All clear, Ollie Ollie, income free. Everybody come on in. Banks are fine. Yeah, they're so strong. And, you know, he gave them this to everybody pass. And, you know, we probably won't see this again in our whole entire lifetime or next week. I don't know which one. And then you start looking at stuff like like the pending home sales and, and some of that. There's a crisis in the supply, right? And you see this stuff, right? And, and that's how they want to spin it. Now, think about this. So here I am. I'm a home builder. And I'm seeing these headlines. And I'm saying to myself, man, I should just build the cheapest homes I can. I'll sell them like hotcakes. Right? Because demand, it's, it's there. People want to buy something. They just can't buy the million-dollar home because that's all that's out there. And you should see it out here. It's everywhere. As a matter of fact, uh, starting to see now these home builders listing these new homes on the MLSs because they're not selling. You know, the million-dollar homes, the $800,000 brand-new homes. And they don't do that. They don't want to give a commission to anybody. But why is it that they're not out there just building the, you know, 1,500-square-foot as cheap as possible home? You know, I tell the story all the time. My first one, me me and Sarah had. We bought it up in Anthem, which at the time was way out there, right? Because that's what you got to do in this town, right? If you want to be actually afford something, you've got to move way out of town. And it was $132,000. Three bedroom, two bath, postage stamp house, right? No, no big fancy upgrades, you know, none of that stuff. Today, you would think they'd be building those like mad, but they're not. Well, number one, even now, that stripped-down version of house I just described probably costs close to 300000 right, in the, in the twos. Maybe if you went way, way out near the nuclear power plant. <laughs> if you're willing to live out near the nuclear power plant, maybe you could get that for 200 Maybe. But they're not building them. And the answer is simple. Because those people really can't afford it. They don't have a down payment. The home builder is probably going to have to carry the note. And they know really what the real economy looks like. And they're like, I don't want to sell it to that guy. I don't want to sell it to Schmuckatelli. And then, you know what? And then you start seeing stuff like this. This was out of that right-wing... news agency CNN so I don't know this could be fake news but uh, it actually is a they're regurgitating a study that was done nearly half and really it's over half of all Americans now say and they don't even have to say it that their expenses are equal to or greater than their income right we talked about that remember the Wall Street Journal wrote this big article about 
how, you know, the, again, they do the debt buckets, right? Oh, no, well, uh, consumer debt's down, but revolving debt, that's the thing that's up. Like, somehow there's a difference. There's no difference. Debt is debt. I don't care if it's in a Tier 1 bucket or a Tier 3 bucket. It's all debt. And when enough of the Tier 3 buckets go, then the Tier 2s go, and then the Tier 1s go right at all, it's like the big house of cards. You know this. This isn't rocket science. You don't need some complicated economic theory to figure that out. And when you're sitting there and you're looking at all of these things, And you and you and you talk about what it is that's happening, and, and what you and you start adding up. Well, I've got my rent, right, or my mortgage payment. Then I've got my car payment, right, my insurance for the car. I've got my utilities and my power bill and my cell phone bill and my internet bill and the cable bill. And I got to pay for my kids to play a sport, or I got to pay for them to uh, be able to eat lunch, or I gotta I gotta pay to to allow them to to take ballet or whatever it may be. And then I gotta pay my student loan, and then I gotta pay for my health care, right? And I gotta pay for this. And by the time I'm done paying, I have no more income left. And according to the latest data now from the Center of Financial Services, America has now reached the point where this is a fact of life for one out of every two people, regardless of age. For those people under the age of 25, from 18 to 25, it's more than one out of every two. They said... 96% of them say they are stressed about it. And they talk about, right, you know, you start thinking about what really is happening. There's no inflation. Jobs are everywhere. But there's no wage growth. And you start looking at what's really happened, and we've replaced the old jobs, the good jobs market, with the new jobs market. And there's nothing wrong with new jobs. The problem is these new jobs don't pay nearly as much as the old jobs did. Right? Because the new jobs are what? Waiters and waitresses. Better. I will say this big article in the, Wall, or in the Arizona Republic today about restaurants closing. Right, and of course, it's summertime here. It is dead as dead can be. Uh, anybody that has any money has gotten out of town. Uh, but now even that may be rolling over. And you think about how, I forget what they said, something like close to half of all the jobs created are in that category. Waitress, waiter, bartender, something of that food service. And, and, and now the studies are saying, hey, guess what, that's, they're spending more than they got. And the problem is just the the baseline number. Right? This isn't anything extravagant here. We're not talking about, you know, being able to afford a second home or being able to afford that vacation, being able to afford to call pay 
I don't have any more money left at the end of every single week, at the end of every single month. And for a vast majority, and now this number, it keeps growing. And then we look at, like, the, the health care bill failed, and they're not going to vote on it. And some incredible data on how many people are now on Medicaid in the United States. We'll talk about that next. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800 We're probably, you know, we're going to look back today just like we look back at 2001 and it's so funny because when you look at things and you see these the patterns emerge and you see them over and over and over again and every time they tell you why it's going to be different well it's going to be different this time because of this and it's going to be different this time because of that and getting oh yeah the banks are they're they're much stronger yeah they're much stronger and you know these tiered buckets, these debt buckets, you know, they look so much better. I mean, everyone passed the test. Everyone passed the test in 2000, right? Everyone passed the test at the at, before the Nasdaq bubble burst. Everyone passed the test before the recession uh, in 2001. Everybody passed the test before the housing market crashed. Everybody passed the test before the financial crisis, and everybody's passing it again and you see all of these patterns emerge and then you start looking at what they've done to to try to convince you that somehow it's going to be different that somehow we're really not in a debt bubble I told you about food stamps and how Ten years later, there's still 23 million more Americans on food stamps. Matter of fact, food stamps is only down a couple million people since from the all-time high of 45 billion. And most of that is because states have decided that, hey, I'm not going to be as generous, right? And it wasn't because... They got, oh, hey, I got, I got a good job now and I don't need it. Most of it was state-induced. Then we don't, you know, one of the things we don't, Medicaid. Right? There's two different, Medicare, you're 65 or older. Right? You get that automatically. You fill out your paper. Arlene's doing it right now. Right? She's getting ready. She's filling it all out. And it was so funny because she was showing it to me last week. And she's, you know, she got a folder that, that uh, full of all of this stuff. She's like, Joe, they send me something like every week. And I said, well, what are they sending you? And she pulls out this this pamphlet, or this, I shouldn't even call it a pamphlet. It's like a, a five or six page informational sheet. And you can either do it online or you can fill it out manually. And she was giving me the, the, they sent her the hard copy. And it wanted the, you know, your name, your date of birth, your social security number, your address, you know, that kind of stuff. And this was for, for Medicare. Not a single 
question about her health was on it. And I'm not kidding. Arlene's laughing right now. Not one. Every single question. And it was like four pages of questions. And it really wasn't, you know, fill out in this stuff. All had to do with money. How much money do you make? How much money is in your bank account? How much money is in your retirement account? How much money is here? What do you pay for this? What do you pay for that? Not a single question about, hey, do you have any pre-existing conditions? Do you, you know, how's your health or this or that? None of that. All about money. But when you look at now, you know that we are now over 73 million people are on Medicaid. This is people before they turn 65 needing a handout from the government. And this could be anything from a, a young baby, which, by the way, and just so you know, over half of every baby born in the United States now is on the taxpayer. Yeah. I know that's shocking for a lot of people that don't know that, but that's just the facts. That's who's paying for it all. Seventy-three million people. This is what this whole health care fight is all about. This is why the Republicans lack the testicular fortitude to change it. Because they're worried they're not going to get reelected because everybody that votes, uh, half the people that vote in this country, get this. We have turned into a society of takers. Right? We're running out of the givers. Right? We don't have enough givers. We just got takers. And they talk about how they fixed it. This is how they fixed it. They fixed it by handing people money. Right? Working poor now dominates. And this is the part that's so frustrating, right? I could understand. I, I, I can't even be that upset because I know the real numbers. Most of these people are working. I mean, we've got deadbeats. Don't get me wrong. we got people gaming the system, and you hear about it all the time. That's happening, yes. But the large, large, large majority they're working. It's a crappy job. It doesn't pay enough. I mean, just here's another example today. UPS are, is going to freeze pensions for 70,000 of its employees. <laughs> Why? Ah, that's too generous. <laughs> that's costing us a lot of money. You know, apparently UPS isn't making enough money, right? Here's a company, they made a lot of money, but guess what? You know what? We're done. We're done giving it to you. Every non-union employee will no longer be able to get a pension with UPS. As the United States, we just keep getting poorer. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. debt problem you know it's just like the housing market there's no 
I, I read it, and here's a headline. Pending home sales tumble as supply crisis worsens. No supply crisis. There's no supply crisis. The crisis is that the people that can only afford the $100,000 to $200,000 home, nobody wants to buy or build one for them. That's the crisis. Because they're like, you know what, actually, you're really too poor to own the home. We don't want to build the home for you. If we don't make any money on it, first of all, it's all stripped down, and we make all the money on the upgrades. There's no upgrades. You don't have the down payment. And then when we figure out your expenses at the end of every month, you don't have any more money left. And eventually, right, because there's no inflation, <laughs> in a couple of years, you're not going to have any money left, and you're still going to have bills to pay. So, no, we don't want to build you a house. That's the crisis. Because if it was actually the other way around, are you kidding me? These home builders, we got desert for miles and miles and miles out here. Instead, what are they building? You know, drive around. They're building apartment complexes. Which is great, because that's all they can really afford. Today, again, the the... The greatest opportunity uh, that I've ever seen since I've been here. Eric says matching the best opportunity in his whole career in 2001. U.S. $20 Liberties or St. Gaudens, it's your choice. One through 19, $15 over spot, 1265. 20 to 49, $10 over spot at 1260. If you buy 50 or more, Right now, gold's up three bucks. It's twelve hundred and fifty bucks. You're buying it at spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Take the time. Take advantage. This is this is going to be one again another one of those things. Would you look back at the man? I wish I would have bought then moments. Because really, when you look at what's really happened, all we did is we moved it. Right, like Janet yelled, well, we moved the debts around in these banks, you know, this tier and that tier and over here, and and we bought a bunch of it and put it on our balance sheet. Oh, yeah, everything's stronger. But then when you look at the debts of the consumer, right, they moved it from the housing. Well, it was the housing debt that killed them, right? That was too much. But now it's what, student loan debt, credit card debt, auto loan debt. I didn't even get to the report on automobiles. Nobody can afford, well, I shouldn't say nobody, the same people that can't afford the $600, $700 million homes, they're the same people that also can't afford to buy a new car. And you start looking at why it is that the economy is struggling, the answer's right there. You can shuffle it around all you want. They didn't get rid of the debt problem. They didn't let the debt collapse. They didn't let the banks go under. They didn't let the financial institutions go under. Instead, they tried to cover it up, and now they're trying to tell you everything's fine. That's when you know what. Right? That's when you know the top's in and everything isn't fine. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. Enjoy the rest of your hump day. 